Well, thank you all for joining us. This is another exclusive episode of the Houston Element podcast. And today I have the lovely pleasure to share time and space and to have a wonderful new artist blessing the mic today, recording and performing artist, Robin. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today? You I, good? I'm, I'm fabulous. I am too fabulous. I got my caffeine. Okay. Okay. Look. All right. Cheers, honey. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Thank you. It's a beautiful, what's today? Thursday? It's a beautiful Thursday. Yeah. I only know because I have to work tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what time? Oh, not so much later, baby. So oh, okay, we good. Okay. We good. Say, oh, you warrior. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> the second, second, if it was me, the second that camera turned off, I'm in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this, this was, this was all I needed. Thanks, guys. Good night. Right. Mm-mm. No, luckily I got caught. My my schedule mm-hmm. shifted from Friday, so I was like, "Thank God I can sleep in tomorrow." We love that. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Yes. So for anybody that doesn't know, I am um, <laughs> I am a, a, an artist um, of many different things. I love. Um, I write. I record. I produce. I engineer. Um, I master, I do my own video work, directing, uh, conceptualizing, uh, storyboarding, the whole thing, you know. Um, and I'm just now getting more into the performance side of it and the, like the visual side, diving as deep as I want to. But yes, I am an independent artist. Um, I was born in Port Arthur, Texas, but I've lived all over. So the influence comes from a lot of different places. Um, but yes, I if you're looking for uh, music with a good emotional... Um, a good emotional ride to it. I would definitely feel like I'm the one for you. I definitely make music off uh, for those who feel a lot who tend to, you know what I mean? Empathize more than the average person. So I, I, I definitely, I definitely think that's more my vibe for sure. Um, I'm also always growing too. So that's currently what I do, but who knows next year I could have written a book. I don't know. <laughs> Literally anything. I love that. I love that. And that's why, you know, I like to say artist and not just musician, mm-hmm. because you're just a lot more than the music you create. And thank you for saying that. I actually try to make that distinction, too. But I've never I've never heard somebody else say that. I just kind of do that subconsciously. So I really appreciate you doing that, because whenever you're explaining to people, you know, the myriad of things that you do, it's very it's easy to be like, oh, musician, <clears throat> producer, director. And then you stuck. Oh, what, well, what do I do most? You know, or what do I do the best or what's what? It really encapsulates artists, baby. You're an artist. You do many different things. And that's okay. I feel like we're in the era now where that's so welcome. If you can be the influencer and the performer and the director, the storyboarder, the casting director, the, the you know wardrobe and fashion, definitely need a team for sure. That sounds like a lot of work. I recommend if you do do that, get you some sleep, some water, hella sunlight. But for sure, for sure. Um, if you can do multiple things nowadays, that's where it's at. I love seeing my artists dive into new things every time I, you know, catch up with them personally. And that's a, the catch-22 about mm-hmm. artistry is because we love what we do, but mm-hmm. we're also like little addicts about it because okay. we want to do everything at the same time as mm-hmm. much as we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes things, you know what? I think um, it's crazy because I see so many things. There's a big juxtaposition, I feel like, between like... Um, like the the I don't want to alienate anybody, but the average musician, I'll say, the mainstream um, musician, not everyone, but the typical one, and then the the artist. That the artist, we will wait five years for an album from an artist if we have to, because we know that that artist, like Frank Ocean, no one bats an eye when Frank takes more than four or five years, because we know that whenever we're gonna get, whenever we get it, it's gonna be magical. It's beautiful. It lives up to the hype. It's um, exhibiting growth and all of these different things. Um, but with, um, the average musician, you know, we're looking for its attention. It's what sounds good next, you know, the, the next big thing. And, oh my gosh, I, I personally love being the artist. I like to take my time. I like that whenever you see something that I've done, know that it has taken me, (laughs) it doesn't always take me years or months or days, but it's definitely, there's been enough time that care and love can have been, could have been put into it for sure from every facet, not just me or um, whoever helped write or produce, but everybody involved. And that I think is what separates the artist from the typical musician, the big boys from the, the, you know, the hobbyists, I guess. And what is it like for you though? Because like the, you said the keywords, you put a lot of love and passion into Mm. this, you know, and that is both personal and not personal, but very (laughs) 
very, you know, intimate, mm-hmm. you know. So what is it like for you after you just, a song or a track or something mm-hmm. and you're just like, all right. <laughs> if I'm being honest, um, it really depends. It depends on a lot of different things. I personally make music off of um, my personal life, my personal feelings. Um, um, and I actually didn't realize or, yeah, I didn't realize I did this up until maybe like two or three years ago. I had kind of a, a whole self-awareness thing. I turned 26 next month. So I'm at that age now where I'm looking back at a lot of the things that I did and I'm like, oh my God, why did you do that? <laughs> um, but now now that I see what it is that I do and like um, my actual purpose, how I've always kind of been, it's always been an emotional release for me. Um, when I'm done making a song, I always feel like there's a huge weight lifted, even if it's the saddest song or the angriest song or something not as feel good. I, after, after it's out, I tend to not need to do or say anything else, which is the reason that I make music. So, um, yeah, I always tell people like if you've, well, excuse me, I want to also add the unfortunate side about that is that whenever I make something, um, specific that, uh, you know, consumers like, or my fans or supporters or whatever, like, and they want that again, it does tend to be harder for me to give that same energy because I'm out of that space. Like the growth for me happens the second that track is done. So like my first album was called Window and I have so many people, there's like a piano ballad on there called Beautiful Family and love that song to death. I used to cry, like fit, like shed human tears on stage singing that. And now I don't, I mean, it, it's just a beautiful song. I appreciate what I learned from it. I appreciate the talent behind it now. Like as I sing it, I don't, think of the emotions I'm just like oh this oh that's a beautiful run I tried to do like stuff like that and I know that <laughs> my uh, friends and my family who like who love that song actually want me to do things like that so it it, t- it tends to be harder to put myself back in those kinds of spaces that's the only downside I think I would say I'm always somewhere else somewhere new something somewhere different um but that's what makes it fun for me so I appreciate you explaining that the mm-hmm. way that you did, because I think that's a very good explanation. And that is an argument that I think fans need to be considered about when they're mm-hmm. coming for their artists. We're fans of you guys and your mm-hmm. art and what you produce, but you are people too. Yeah. And we can't just be like, oh, okay, it, you're not a drug. It's not like, okay, give me that high again. <laughs> that one, that like that first time. I'm sorry, like it, like not to be inappropriate, y'all, you know, kind of saying we're not condoning nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, like you said, give me that song back. I want a whole album of just that song. You and know? it's like, you've evolved from that space. Uh, you know what? I, uh uh, thank you so much for saying that. The thing about that too is, uh, for at least for me personally, as a consumer of music, not an artist, taking that completely out of it, when I'm listening to an artist, um, like for example, SZA just dropped her sophomore album, long anticipated sophomore album, and everyone, I've seen so many deep dives in YouTube videos and podcasts explaining how um, how it follows up to her first album, which is good and I understand why. People want growth. They want to, they essentially want their artists, they want to grow with their artists, live with their artists, learn with their artists, feel with their artists like that's a thing but some people have not gotten to space certain spaces yet and it's hard to please everybody you know what i mean um there's no way that she could have made a follow-up to her first album with that with that exact same energy in mind you, you know somewhere along those five years i'm sure she had a shift in goals in uh self-image you know and all those things are i think are exuded in that album but a lot of the critique i saw was that um her feelings toward her relationships, I'll say, uh, specifically her intimate relationships with men that are not good for her, uh, maintain the same energy throughout the first album and this new album. And that's also her prerogative too. Like literally, I like I said, that's me, but there are people who can essentially bring out that same, you know, um, song or that same type of vibe. That's just, that's them. That's their, mm-hmm. you know, their mood. For me, I'm not like that. I literally, I have... <laughs> try so hard to I, I actually was listening to some old projects of mine earlier I'm talking from when I was like 10 9 8 wow. and I just wanted to hear what the younger me was doing so that I can get re-inspired as an adult and even then I'm like wow this is really like I really admire this for how young I was and the I, I, a for effort but I if I wanted to I could not go back here I've played with the idea of like re-recording a lot of that stuff as an adult with you know better vocal ability and more production skills and mixing and um, all that stuff and it just it doesn't work the same because that emotion and all of that is gone. You know what I mean? So I think we should definitely be mindful. Like whatever, whatever, not, I'm not saying what you get the first time is the only time, but a, a song is a, a, like a picture is essentially a snapshot of that, that time, that feeling, you know, we should definitely take more advantage of that. There's nothing I played. I've kept some of the same songs on repeat. If you look at my, 
I'm so ashamed to say this. If you look at my Apple Music Wrapped, um, <laughs> the top like five songs are the same artist because I had her EP on repeat. It's uh, Alina Baraz. I had her EP on repeat for like months. Mm. You know what I mean? Just because that was the space that I was in. Yeah. But the, the EP she dropped like a month or two after she dropped that one is in a whole separate space. You know, she's much happier. It's a brighter, a brighter album. She's um, she's exhibiting growth, mm. and I I don't have to be there with her yet. But when I get there. There's an album for me to listen to from her, you know, so I can experience that. So it's just all about, I think as an artist, maintaining your own, your own morals, your own feelings and those and that kind of stuff. And then putting out what you feel is right, because the people who need it will find it when they need it, when it's supposed to happen. So I never fret that too much, I guess. Yeah. Very well said, you know, and uh, me, I've been going to shows and listening to music like, regularly since I was at least 14. That's my mm. my conscious memory of it. And mm-hmm. since then, there are some bands that I will continue to go to see live, mm-hmm. even though I know that's not going to be the same performance from their first one, okay? Yeah. It's not going to be that same vibe from that that track was at that same time. Mm-hmm. But it incites me to see the growth and to see them performing it in a whole nother mindset, yes. another time. And I'm like, holy crap. I remember when they didn't have kids and now their kids are crawling all over the stage, what? singing with them. Yes. And look at the, like, what? <laughs> this song used to be about a house party and <laughs> beers and cigarettes and girls. And now you see these little kids just jamming along with them. It's just like, it's beautiful. Yes. Um, I That's literally, I was just talking to, uh, I was just talking to a friend of mine about that too. Um, we are planning to go see Paramore when they come in, I think it's July of 2023. And I, if, if you know me personally, you know, I am the biggest more Paramore fan you could ever. <laughs> I, that is me. I am all over it. If they drop, they could drop a single where it's literally just like water droplets for minutes. <laughs> and I would just be like, oh my God, this is groundbreaking. Like, I am so... <laughs> I'm so far up uh, up their butts, but like, um, it's because they exude what I feel to be um, a tremendous amount of growth while still maintaining um, identity. Like, mm-hmm. how are you just saying going to the shows? Like, even though it's not the same as the first time, you can expect that that growth to be just as rewarding as whatever it was that initial time was. I, oh my gosh, the first time I ever saw a live video of them on YouTube where they're performing some of the stuff from their first album, I'm like, wow, there's so much power behind Haley's voice and that bass line and the drums. And now here they are going into their 30s. If they're not already 30, I don't even know. Um, I'm 26, so they, yeah, they should probably be in their 30s. Yeah, um, they're around my age. Yeah, so yes, girl. Something, something like that. But yeah, here they are, grown adults, fully realized, having gone through so many things that's been exuded all throughout the music. And when I hear, when I listen to, they just dropped like a, a new single. I think they have two out from their new album. And both of them sound, I have been singing them nine, nonstop just because it's so representative of where not only I am at, but I feel like society is at, um, where I can see that they're at. The music sounds more confident. The, the, you can hear the experience behind it. And with the shows, I was trying to go in July because I had seen a video of um, the few shows they've played um, thus far into their tour. And oh my God, the stage presence, the way they interact with the fans, the meanings behind the new songs. I know they were, um, if you are familiar, uh, anybody here, they were, they are big, one of their biggest songs is called Misery Business. And I guess the uh, lead singer was criticized for it having um, anti-feminist uh, lyrics when she called one of, she called a woman that took the guy she liked a whore. Oh, am I allowed to say that? It's okay. Okay. No okay. problem. Okay. So yeah, she said that. So whenever... Um, she, I think they took it out of their lineup a few years ago. They were like, oh, we don't want to perform it anymore. It just doesn't align with our views. Once again, growth, you know what I mean? She, they feel like they shouldn't say that about women. They shouldn't say that about women. Okay. But then they bring it back and they, because they understand, I think they brought it back this year or last year, but they understood that it meant more to the fans than just that one word and that they can assign new meaning to that song. That's the beautiful thing about art. We can always assign new meaning. I don't have to, um, this song that I listen to when I'm extremely sad and when I'm extremely depressed, and I want to really feel that and lean into that. I can also use that to be the same song that gets me out of that if I want to. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to um, stay in our in our in the same mindset and experiences through music. That's 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 really the beautiful thing for me. So I oh my gosh, I want so badly for um, a lot of us to realize that. I think it would change the way we listen to our music, and we uh, not only do we treat the artists, but it would change the way that we ourselves approach art. Like. 
a lot of the consumers too don't even realize y'all are artists too just don't exude it the way that we are y'all don't do it the way that we do you know what i'm saying but y'all feel what we feel because you you're you feel it like it's a thing. Yeah. Like when they go to the shows mm-hmm. and they are moved by the performance, by the music, mm-hmm. by the experience, they are experiencing art. They are doubling in art. Mm-hmm. They may not live and breathe it like artists like yourselves yeah. do, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's okay. You know, your personal journey. Exactly. You know, but I like that you were saying that earlier, you know, it's like we don't consider uh, the fact, oh my God, I just had a brain fart, but what were we just, you um, know. You're you're mentioning oh about the the music that uh you know even if it has like a rough tone it can bring you out of that oh, rough yeah. experience mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm, apologize mm-hmm. you know honey no, I'm okay. I'm I just had a birthday okay so your your girl is happy belated birthday thank oh my you thank you your girl is your girl is aging like fine wine but she gonna get there okay oh, we are gonna make it to the gas station good luck <laughs> but you know. Uh, something that fans need to understand is mm. that, you know, when you create this music, whether it's angry or sad mm. or passionate, intimate or uh, a real ratchet, you know mm-hmm. what I'm Whatever saying? The vibe you is, know, yeah. uh, you're not your purpose is not to uh, encourage violence or mm-hmm. anger or aggression or nothing negative. Mm-hmm. It's to entertain. It's mm-hmm. to create a vibe kind of thing. Like if you want to go on the club, put on that ratchet station. Mm-hmm. If you feel like chilling, put on the Lana Del Rey. If you feel yes. like, you know, just relax and not thinking about nothing, put on some whatever, some percussions or something, you know? Okay, you know, you know? there's literally something for everything. And I'll, I saw a study Actually, I don't know. Excuse me. I don't know if this was a study or if this is just an article I was reading. But um, somebody had said somewhere that there are nearly, I don't want to say it wrong. It's either 100,000 or 400,000 songs uploaded to uh, streaming platforms every day. Wow. We have got to the point there. There is something for everyone. I don't believe, I don't believe for a second that the person who make, uh, makes room music out of his bedroom um, does not have the ability to get just as many plays and as many eyes and views as the person who has a huge label backing and money. It's just all about, you know, resources and all that good stuff and promotional planning, marketing, the whole thing. But um, it's, there's so, there's literally something for everybody. We can literally take, um, actually, even, I don't even want to use that for a music that we've already listened to. Even if you have, um, like, for example, whenever, uh, going back to Paramore, whenever they listened or they released their last album was called after laughter and that was a very depressed album but it was over these very upbeat you know psychedelic kind of beats and it was so it was new for them um and a lot of people didn't know how to receive that and things like that and i think we were all going into it wanting you know the original punk rock they were doing back in 2005 8 9 all that good stuff and i did too i'll admit but once i heard that i was like oh so they're they are definitely somewhere new Okay, so these particular feelings I was trying to place weren't going to work. However, they did. When I dived into the lyrics and everything and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they're still depressed. Definitely still themselves. <laughs> still going through it heavy. It's just over uh, an 808 and some, you know, marimbas. But um, definitely, definitely, you can take take any and everything. I don't try to shy away. I listen to Japanese jazz. Any and everything, child. There is something for everybody. We all, we all are artists. Um, even going back to what we were saying earlier about um, like the audience being the artist too. You, what's good? Is, what good is a museum if I don't have anybody to come in and view my art? You know what I mean? I built this building. I've made this home. Somebody got to sit in the couch. Somebody's got to you know make this uh, eat the eat off the dishes, and you, we've got to use this stuff. So I I I like to think of my artistry specifically like that. Like um, I think I even ha- I have even ha- I have a song called Glass House. But that's literally how I've always seen like my life. Like, you know, I'll put whatever I like on display. You guys are welcome to come and look in. Just don't walk in the house. Not with dirty feet. Mm-mm. Take them off at the door. Mm-hmm. Act like you were raised. Please. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. But yeah, you're free to look. Free to look. Please indulge. It's I. We also make music to relate. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's a human, a natural human instinct you want to relate you want to feel you we need people that you know um understand otherwise it, it's a very lonely world out there child it yeah can be. yeah mm-hmm. 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 i mean it, and you know going going back to uh paramore's lyrics kind of thing because i remember what what my other thing on that was supposed to be about you know is you know like you were saying that she mentions uh the word whore in her lyrics when mm-hmm. talking about another female okay mm-hmm. Don't hold that artist responsible for saying things that you don't agree with, okay? Mm-hmm. Unless they're at your house, twisting your arm, giving you a wet willy, saying, listen to my song. Don't hold them accountable. 
especially if it was over 10 years ago. Well, excuse me. No, that wasn't 10, over 10 years ago. That was 2008 or 2007. We are in 2022. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. That was, that was a bit of time ago. Mm. So, you know, it's it's that's another thing, too. It's uh, I guess the whole the overall theme of this is um, growth, you know, <laughs> growth. Yes. We, we have to I feel like as consumers and that me, you know, anybody who feels that this resonates, not just one specific person or one specific group mm-hmm. of people, all of us have to do a better job of um not, I don't want to say growing. How you grow, how you do it, your pace is you. But understand that not everybody has to grow at the rate that you grow, um, including your favorite artists. So, um, yeah, if if you have something that definitely resonates at that moment, but it you know it, you grow out of that, cool, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Check the rest of the stuff out. You know how many people that you know how many. Um, not to put them on blast, but you know how many friends that I have that have admitted to me that they have like full albums from artists because they love that artist, but they really only listen to the same like one or two that they are used to. Go explore the other stuff. See what else has happened. You will never know. What you you what you what just went through and what you need to hear right now, that artist is probably already two albums ahead of that. You know what I mean? That's the beautiful thing about it. Or they could even not even, they could not even be there yet. But that's, once again, another beautiful thing. There's somebody else, something else for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somewhere else to go. Um, that's how I think of music too. It's like a community. There's always somewhere to go to find, um, what's the word for, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, to find uh, community. There we go. Community. And nothing brings a community closer mm-hmm. than talking about a great album or EP mm-hmm. or mixtape. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like how many conversations I've had where I've stopped people because I saw them repping an album or an mm-hmm. EP. And I'm like, we need to talk about how great <laughs> that project was. Stop yes. what you're doing and let's have a discussion. I love that you do that. I don't feel like we do that <laughs> enough anymore. And in my space of social media, because I know everybody is customized to your algorithm. In my space of social media, I definitely, I see so many people who do that. I love deep dive talks about um, not even just music, but all kinds of art. I watch book reviews. I watch um, podcast discussions about books and behind the scenes things, filmmaking, podcast. I watch all kinds of things. But, um, oh my gosh, I just... I love that you do that. We don't talk about it enough anymore. I feel like we we I feel like we have our own expectations. Um, they either get met or they don't get met, and then we look to others to see what everyone else is saying. And if it's 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 widely deemed as trash, it's trash. If it's widely deemed as popular, it's popular. But um, I put myself on blast here. I still go back to Hannah Montana sometimes. Not not every every month. Or nothing like that, but just because it ties into my childhood in a way that I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I used to really listen to this and I'll laugh. I, I get so happy because I <laughs> I die laughing thinking about the fact that I used to um, literally sit there with my Legos in my room building and watching that, watching um, the music video on TV or whatever the case it was. Stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's literally, it's, I don't even know, man. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing. We don't do it enough, but I definitely would love to see us more have, I would have, I would love to see uh, people have more dynamic conversations about music and about art. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of that too helps the artist. Um, a lot of the conversations that I see when they're breaking down albums and thought processes, I'm not the artist, but I'm always like, I don't know if they were thinking about it that deep, but that's a good point to bring up about like even the lyric, the Paramore lyric where she said whore. I don't think she probably thought about that until somebody put it in her face. Like, Hey, that's anti-feminist or whatever it is. And then her deeming herself as a feminist probably was like, Oh my gosh, you know what I mean? You have to, I think it's important to have these conversations. You just to hear other people's sides and things like that, but do not assign, uh, don't assign a specific task to it. Don't feel like, Oh, this album needs to, um, needs to get me out of my depression. This album needs to, make me feel uh, alive again. If it does, that's great. But if it doesn't, that's also fine too, because that just means that that wasn't your album. That just means that that artist, did, or they didn't grow the way that you wanted it to grow, or they didn't want, they didn't, they just didn't, they aren't there yet, or they ha- they're a little past that, whatever the case is. It's really just, it all circles back, I feel like, um, just to the growth aspect. Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. And speaking of delightful, delectable albums, oh. let's talk about your new latest EP, sir. I I motions. Yes, yes I motions, yes. and you have three different releases for it. You busy bee. Yeah. So <laughs> there's actually four. Oh um, my gosh! I'll give you a little bit of exclusive. But um, here in the next few months, there is an expanded version that is coming with, um, and it has three. 
three new songs, all of them features. So that's three friends of mine that y'all will be able to hear that we've, we've been working on these things for years. I'll, I'll, if you, you don't mind, I'll kind of explain that a little bit. But basically, yeah, three new um, uh, songs with uh, features on them. There's like three acoustic versions, two live versions, a remix. It, it's, it's an expanded version of the record. And we've got some visuals planned and some things. So I've been, I like to, I like to go in hiding and then collect my things, you know, and then pop out like, hey guys, that's for you. That's for you. That's for you. <laughs> so the three that I have out are just the regular version, um, the clean version, I guess. And then the acapella and instrumentals. Um, I've just, um, those actually weren't my idea. Uh, my friend Know How, the he helped me produce a lot of the record. He, um, I don't know what. He, oh, he used to send me like chopped and screwed versions of the of the mixes that we would do of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I used to I used to love that so much. And so I was telling him I was like I want a chopped and screwed version. I want every version we could think of, um, except for a sped up version. But apparently now that's popular. So I might have to reconsider that. But I was like I want a chopped and screwed version done. I wanted it done by DJ Red. I was like, um, I was like, I want a, um, I want the instrumentals. He had the idea of the acapellas um, since the instrumental, he was like, well, if we're already going to do that, I mean, and I was like, that would be smart. And then also, if I'm being honest, this is the first record I feel like I've heard my voice. Prior to this, I was not, I didn't engineer correctly. You know what I mean? It didn't, it wasn't the quality that it is now. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I hear emotions, I'm more so, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about any of the 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 extra stuff or like the how it, the sonics or anything like that i'm proud of it because i think it sounds good and i made what was true to me at that time like i said but what i'm proud of now after it being made and it being out is literally um like the work that we put into it i went back and did vocals again like three days in a row sometimes i would sit there for months on end working on the same kick because it didn't sound right like stuff like that things that i don't have to do now thank god because um, I'm not that manic and I have a, a system so I don't get caught into that loop. But <laughs> yeah, that, 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 this the emotions marks the beginning of a lot of stuff for me. Um, and it's not even the best thing we have out. So, um, or it's not even the best thing to come. There we go. The best stuff is not out yet. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't, oh, I can't wait to uh, drop that for sure. It's, that was definitely a journey. One of my favorite things I've done thus far, literally. I mean, uh, I envy you and I don't envy you because like one release in a year is already mm. like a lot of work, but mm. you breaking down and breaking into three different versions, mm. four different versions mm. to come, you know, w what made you decide to release it in all those different kind of versions and what was the process like for producing each one individually? You know what? I, to answer that, I will say, uh, first of all, if there are any musician friends here, um, business oriented friends, stay tuned. I think I want to get into this. I don't really ever get to talk about this, but Emotions, I specifically set out for that to be a um, mainstream pop, um, not a mainstream pop record, but I wanted it to be marketed like that. I wanted to try my hand at putting out the first single with the music video and then the next single with the music video, the promotional single with the music video, then drop the album when the promotional single drops. And then we've got live versions and acoustic versions and this version here. And then we're also performing there. I was trying to, I wanted to do or see if I could do what everybody else, the mainstream artists were doing. And, um, Ooh, I will say that I, uh, <laughs> it's definitely way more work than I thought. I learned so much about myself, not a dancer, um, well, we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. I, I just, I envy so many artists that do this, but yeah, that's, that was the goal for iMotion. So when it came down to making it, I only had, if you want to be honest, I had a 14 track album that is going to come out, but it was, I just wasn't ready. It wasn't sonically the same or the way that I wanted it to be. Um, I don't know if you heard the song feel a wave. That was a, a single, but that was a single from that album. So I was, I, w I had dropped that song and that music video and I was ready to drop the album. I was like, I got 14 songs and this is my, my uh, sophomore album and it's going to be this and this and this. But I was so, if I'm being honest, I was so depressed and so in such a very weird time um, that I didn't know how to even begin to explain what the album was or market it. Uh, I don't think I'll get into it right now because it's a lot, but very much so I needed something. I wanted a, a refresher. So I wrote Antisocial, the first song on the record. And I showed it to Know How, and he was like, okay, I see, like, say no more. I know what you're trying to do. I got it. And I was like, bet. Um, here are four more. And um, I played them for him, and 
some of them I liked, some of them I didn't, but I just knew I needed something out. So I stuck to a five track EP, keep it small and simple. And then um, when it, I think we had like two weeks left to mix it. And I was like, well, what, before we send it off to get mastered, what am I, like, what do I do now? Like, I knew I wanted music videos. I knew I wanted, I wanted people to hear it, but I was like, how do I, where do I, what do I do? And so, um, yeah, I took a look at what everybody else was doing and kind of, I, I got in touch with um, Apple Music Correspondence and um, I downloaded Spotify and Apple Music's like promotional package and they lay out all of their their, their guidelines and the, either the contacts and stuff for who you send your things to whenever you want to get approval for marketing and all that stuff. And I was like, we're going to do that. The budget was not, it didn't match. So I was like, okay, how do we do this on a budget? And yeah, I just figured the best way to do it, um, to get people to hear it, it on a budget is to have as much and I don't know if this is even right, but to have as much um, and as much content to interact with as possible. And um, yeah, I knew the instrumentals that would lead people to be like, oh, even if I don't have, um, even if I don't like the song and I like the beat, write your own verse. I don't give a fuck. Do what you do what you like. And for the acapellas, I wanted DJs to feel like I can take that and do this and that. Um, I've seen a, a lot of my favorite artists do that, but I don't know if I don't. I don't know. I feel like that was a big thing that happened a lot in 2016, 2017, whenever the EDM boom kind of happened, 2015, I guess even. Um, but I don't see a lot of people doing that where they're releasing the acapellas and the instrumentals, um, at least not the underground artists in my realm. And I want to see more of that. I, I love to hear what went on and what it went, what, or what went into a track. And if I can't get to the stems, because those are large files, the least I could do is listen to it or stream the acapella. So um, yeah, that's how I got that. And then the expanded edition, um, I want to shout out to, I don't know if you are familiar with Alexander, um, Ian, the lead singer from Hold On Hollywood, love him. Um, and I also have another artist friend, Lizzie XMO. She's also featured, love her. Jimmy of the Saints, he's on it as well. Love him. Queen Cazare, love, love, love her. She is so, so, so talented. Um, a lot of them, I want to shout out all of them for being so patient with me and for working with me doing this because with specifically with Ian um, and my friend Lizzie, we recorded those songs two and a half years ago. And when I was going through the whole thing where I was like, I want to release the 14 track album, but I also want to put the EP out first because that's easier and it's shorter of a project. It sounds a lot better. Um, what am I going to do? They were patient and kind and they let me take their vocals and just mess them up <laughs> until I got them right, you know, and do all these different things. And I will, we will now finally be able to hear that. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much how that happened. It was just me wanting to get as much content out there as possible. And uh, me having the space to do that, if I'm being honest, if they would have, if I would have been on a time limit or if I would have put myself on a time limit, oh my gosh, none of this stuff would have ever came out. I've done that before. I've tried to be like, okay, by the middle of this year or by the winter or by the summer, I'm going to do this. And Every time I do that, I end up not doing it and just keeping it for myself. And I'm so tired of having things in the vault. I want a very much clean palette as far as like my music goes, because I feel like it's the same thing as my emotions. I'm just holding in emotions. We don't want to do that. Hence the name of the EP, iMotions. So yeah. Oh, and to explain that, iMotions instead of emotions is because um, some, I forget who else asked, but it's like a... I feel like everything is dictated off of electronic devices and stuff now. You got your iPhone, we've got the MacBooks and the tablets and the all these different things. Even other brand Android, that is a robot. That's literally the Android, all that good stuff. So um, since a lot of our mood gets dictated through social media and all, the metaverse, essentially, I was like, these are eye motions. A lot of these don't even feel like me, you know, a lot of time. Antisocial. I am so sweet. <laughs> I love talking to people, but I I was so in that mode when I wrote that song and I could not tell you why. I have no idea. And I can only chalk it up to um, how often I was scrolling and, uh, and and consuming things that were not for me. It's, it's so easy to get stuck doom scrolling. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is try why I make it a point, you know, when it comes to social media. It's mm -hmm. like if I'm going to follow someone or something, it has to be something that I would back up, you know, another artist traveling food, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not going to hang out with the Kardashians. We're never going to drink tea. We're never going to go party <laughs> with Paris. So I there's no sense in me having, you know, any mm -hmm. kind of whatever. Mm -mm. Um. That's kind of funny. I, I was actually, I didn't really have that. I, uh, up until recently, um, I used to follow any and every celebrity that I could find because I wanted so badly to be in that space. I thought that was the way, I, I don't know. 
I was young, so I, I can't tell you exactly what I was thinking. But if I had to guess, I think that I thought that was a way to manifest that kind of lifestyle until I understood what went into it. So I was like, um, let me follow, you know, the the Kim Kardashians and the Chloe Baileys and the this and the that. And I still do support a lot of the art, the art, those artists for sure. But um, now I follow, I follow more under, underground artists. I consume more underground content, more lesser known content, just because I find that that is, and I hope I don't offend anybody when I say this, that is the least contaminated content. Like they, a lot of, um, there's an underground artist I listen to called Tomston. And I've been listening to him for years. I think since 2016 specifically. And Every time I hear his music, it gets progressively better, but it's it never sounds like anything I've heard on the radio. Like he's he's never afraid to continue progressing in his own lane. You know what I mean? He doesn't conform. He doesn't just put an 808 on a track just because that's what's popular now. He's not um, trying to you know do the whole like melodic rap or even fast this and that. Even though he very much could, vocals are great. Um, and I, I think I think that's there's something to say about that. A lot of the artists that um, I listen to are quite like that and. I still listen to my mainstream artists too because can't escape it. But I there's just more underground content for sure in my uh, library. As should be because yeah, like you said, it's a lot less diluted. You know that oh, such a good word. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a it's uh it's a weird paradox we're in. You know what I mean? It's like uh, you make stuff. Because you want to put it out there in the world and you want to be, you want it to be seen and heard mm -hmm. and liked and, you know, well received mm -hmm. all the praise we want. Right. But, um, on the other side of that, it's also like, well, at least for me, I don't, I know that not all artists operate like this, but for me, I'm also like, Ooh, that's, I make some songs and I'm like, Oh, that's real personal. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do that. Or maybe I shouldn't say that. Um, you know, I really have to think about the things that I say because these are, this is my per, this is my life. A lot of the things, even the past stuff that I would listen to or that I would write, like on my first album, um, I didn't get any bad, excuse me, I didn't get any bad reception in my personal life or anything like that. But I'm very aware of, and the people who they, those songs are about are very aware that they're about them and everything. And I did notice, I don't know, I just didn't like the way that felt. Like I, I'm not that person. I don't want to be that person. So very much so, like, it's just, it's very weird. I'm always like, uh, I'm always battling that. I think that's what really drives how I handle my records and how I release them. Because I I want to do the whole thing where I'm just in there. I'm like, yeah, this is how this happened. But if I tell you how that song happened, child, y'all would be like, ooh. And I might have to go to court, girl. I don't know. I don't know. We ain't talking about well, that yeah, today. Yeah, we can't. We can't uh, uh. We, so, so it's best to just leave that song in the vault. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so... Something I want to know desperately is, mm -hmm. you know, releasing these three different versions of the album, you know, that's three different kind of mixing styles, I would imagine, because, you know, you had the studio music produced, you had your mm -hmm. acapella, which is your raw vocals up mm -hmm. front, and you had the instrumentals kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Did you use a lot of similar tools or did you lose a variety of different kind of production what, tools? Um, well, I, it actually was not that hard. The, specifically with those three versions, all I had to do was make the original, in, the original EP, um, which that, mixing that was hard. Specifically erased me. Oh my God. Also, I didn't say that earlier. Shout out to uh, Visionary and Renetta Spencer. I love, love, love them so much. They have, they were so patient with me too because Erase Me was another song that took two and a half years <laughs> for me to drop. Oh my goodness. I'm, I look, I'm horrible, but I, if anybody who works with me, just know it's going to happen. I'm just, you know, I got to get my mind right. Got to get unscattered. And when it does happen, it will be worth it. I promise. But, you know, but yeah, I basically just mixed that. It took us however many months to do that. And um, when I, for the instrumentals and acapellas, I, um, I stem master my things. Like I just find it's a better um, result, and I don't, and I hear more of the sonics the way that I would like. So all I did was mute the instrumental and bounce the acapella, all effects there, and then mute the acapella, bounce the instrumental, all things there. That was pretty simple. That was probably the easiest part of them. Um, the part that, and this isn't, there aren't public, so nobody would know this, but the part that was a bit harder was the performance versions. I didn't like how when I took out my main vocals and I left whatever background stuff for the live shows, um, when I'm when I was recording the the levels of my audio and all that stuff would not be quite the same, so I did have to go and do a little more mixing of that on that end. But um, I have an amazing I had uh, I had like I don't work with him often now, but um, at the time my good friend Harold uh, was very very so so such a talented musician. He was very good about helping me kind of like do all that and get that situated so that way when we're on stage and he's playing drums or whatever, it's not so. 
unleveled, you know, that kind of thing. Trial and error, you know. But yeah, that was the easiest part, if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Oh, that, that's good to hear. But then again, like you said, you you stemmed it mm-hmm. and, and template it correctly yes. to save yourself having to do stuff twice. Woo, if I could also put in there for my musicians and my artists, if you are your own engineer, um, no one, no one told me this. It matters how you start your project. Oh my God. We had gotten so far into um, iMotions. Like, well, I did... I did the, each song individually. I didn't just like track vocals all in one day or make instrumentals all in one day. I wrote them, you know, and then I wrote them, recorded, beat, made the beat, all that good stuff. Um, next one, make the beat, record it. Next one, make the beat, record it. That's how I do it. But um, if you can get your stuff, if I don't even know how to, I don't know, because everybody's workflow is different. But if you know, for example, me, I, as a vocal person, I approach my things. I know I'm going to have... I'm going to have at least three or four background, maybe five harmony stacks of my chorus. I always do that. I always double and triple my chorus. I always have um, ver- like two vocal, ver- verse harmony things and some ad libs. Like I, I make my little tracks and um, set up my little buses. I have my little template and everything. And whoa, does that save me time? I used to think that that was cheating. No one told me. Uh, I don't know why I thought that either. Maybe because I, I think I just felt like it was, un- it was inorganic. You know what I mean? To start off the way you started off the last song. But now I it's I make songs like like sandwiches. <laughs> like I just literally spread that spread that mayo girl, plop it on there, and we are good to go. Um so now, yeah, now it's just about fine-tuning it and getting the visuals and the pre- presentation of it correct. That's what takes me the most time now. Um, you know what's funny too, if I'm being honest, I've even gotten to where like I'm a little I'm all I'm almost a little bored of the engineering part of it. Like I've <laughs> I've mixed I've just, uh, I'm going to say it, whatever. I've been mixing three albums at once. Um, all that are going to be released over the course of the next two or three years or so. But doing that much mixing and not stepping away from the laptop. Oh my God. That's, I also recommend that if you're an artist, like, please do take your breaks and go out and live because um, I would often feel very stumped. Like I'm just can't get anywhere until I would go out and then have a drink with my friends or even go to work and something funny would happen or a bad day would happen, really anything. Like you have to experience life in the midst of all that. Otherwise you will literally, it won't feel like you're getting anywhere. At least for me, I, I say all these things and it's all subjective. So I don't really even know. Well, well, I, I, I'm going to lay a little truth on y'all. Okay. We're going to, we're going to share a secret. <clears throat> Talent is not a partner. They can't run away from you. Oop. Oop. Say that. Okay. Oop. All right. It's like your spirit. Okay, it's not done until the till this journey's over. What? So, just 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 know if you are an artist of whatever variation, and you're mm-hmm. like, I can't take a break. Yes, you can, and you must. You need to recharge that battery, honey. I encourage it. I any if you keep up with me, and I think it's one of the probably the larger critiques that I get, and I'm very aware of it. I'm working on it, guys. Don't worry. Um, I take social media breaks for months at a time, and I think I. I think I even do it once a year. I, I've got, it's gotten that often. Now, obviously, uh, of course, not obviously, but of course, these last few years, there actually was things that were going on that needed my immediate attention. I couldn't really just, you know, post a picture and I've got this falling behind me. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, all this stuff going on in my personal life. But um, I recommend that if you, it's easy for this to feel like a job. And then it's easy for it also to feel like your only sense of, um, connection to your audience and your people and your fans and all that good stuff. But if you let that drive you, like it can definitely, it, 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 it takes the fun out of it. You don't want to do that. So yeah, I, like I said, I'm very protective about that. Um, even my timelines are very, 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 very specifically curated because I, the last thing I want to see is anything that doesn't align with what I need. Uh, for a minute there, there was a lot of, um, I would see a lot of the, um, astrology stuff in my timeline and I don't mind that actually very I open that I welcome that excuse me but it was getting to the point where I was seeing it so much because I was interacting with it like on my Twitter it was giving me all these negative things like okay this moon's coming so you're about to you know you're gonna be in the wildest depression of your life someone's gonna come out and tell you that they've been cheating and all this good stuff I'm not even in a relationship and I'm just panicked I'm panicked for what you know these things they can easily um affect your mental if you don't even think about it <laughs> so I definitely recommend taking your break, recharge, refresh, make authentic art from you. Do not look anywhere else for inspiration. Let the inspiration find you. Because, 
oh my gosh, it's so easy to sound like the next person, to fall into the next person's trap, all that good stuff. Honey, I I, I know we're slave to our uh, electricity, you know what I'm saying? But forget that light bill. You are the light. Okay? Ooh. All right? Ooh. Okay. I have, to, I have to put that on a t-shirt. Get a candle. I have to. All right. <laughs> Hey, that's actually a great idea. I have I have two or three candles in my room. Yes, okay. It's it's not just it's not just for Valentine's night or or you know your honeymoon. Okay, or for that late night bath, you know when your nerves are at your wits end. No, baby, don't let your nerves get bad before you light the candle. Okay, light the candle. Yeah, light that candle. Light the candle, light the candle baby. Bring that bill down. Mm-hmm. We want that money <laughs> saved, girl. You don't want that bill high. You don't want that. You don't want that. But yes. Um, yeah, sorry. On to what you were you were saying. No, no, <laughs> no. You're totally enough. good. You're totally good. But yeah, but that, that that was it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't 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 think that you gotta pay your light bill, so you gotta come out with something. Mm-hmm. Do something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, just if you don't mind me asking you a question, I'm curious. What would you say to the artist that doesn't necessarily have the ability to do that? To choose when when and how often they do it. They are like. Um, I have a lot of friends who express actually both sides of the spectrum. There's my friends who express that they don't do it enough because they have to work. They've got, you know, families and all these other stuff. Um, so when they do get to it, it's only so much time they can devote and it feels like forever before they can get back to it again. Um, which in those case, I always, I'm always like, just stick it out. But I mean, I know that's harder, easier said than done. Then I have the other side of my friends where they feel like they do it, um, too much. Kind of like how I was saying where I was sitting in that computer so much trying to get this album mixed and all that. It was starting to not even sound good. You know what I mean? Essentially, I'm I'm overdoing things. I'm dialing this back. I'm like, I feel like that's too loud now. And it was fine literally two mixes ago, right? So it things like that. They'll say that and they're like, well, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm losing inspiration. I'm doing too much. Da, 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 da. For that, we just said, you know, take your breaks and everything. But what if you you take too many breaks? What if you feel like you you don't have enough time to devote to your craft? What would you usually say to somebody who feels that way? Based on what I know now in this mm-hmm. particular minute, yeah, I would tell them the most important relationship you need to nourish is with mm-hmm. yourself. Ooh. Okay. Okay. All right. Think about it. You hear about all the time people mm-hmm. uh, breaking up with their partner because they're working too often. They're never at yeah. home. They're not helping with the kids. They're not helping with this or that. Mm-hmm. Their intimacy is gone because they're not present anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So you nurse a relationship with yourself. Okay. For sure. Ooh. Again, the talent ain't going nowhere. Okay. It is your spirit. That is your journey. It's not going anywhere till you are done. Whether it, it takes five years or five seconds or five minutes, mm-hmm. it ain't going nowhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We forget where we put our keys, but we eventually find it. And you got to keep looking. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Ooh, so, wow. you know, my advice to them is don't, don't set a time. Don't, don't live by the clock. I'm, I'm being hypocritical because mm-hmm. I live by the clock because I'm a slave <laughs> to that thing. But don't we all? But, you know, but, but remember, don't live by the clock. Okay. The clock is not you. You are mm-hmm. the clock. Okay. You are the term. The one that decides what is going to happen. Ooh. Ooh, I love that. And if I could add, more importantly, maybe not, not more importantly, just as importantly, you are your own clock. So if you see um, somebody else, you know, doing theirs quicker, um, I, there was a time, excuse me, specifically right when I was about to release Emotions, I don't think it came out just yet. I think I just had Feel a Wave and I'm, uh, I'm at Scout Bar and all these places performing. Excuse me. But, oh, somebody had told me, they were like, man, I wish that I could just do what you do. You know, I'm like, y'all, you, you're like, you're in it. Like, you're always in that lot. So you, you work. And while that is very much true, it was not fun. Um, not doing it at the capacity that, I, capacity that I was doing it. But also, um, you never know what it took somebody to get to where you're seeing them at now. So what may look like their first step to you could have been their 444th step. You know what I mean? You are your own clock, baby. If you want to take your time to get to the next step, or if you want to be 10 steps ahead in uh, a year, do that. Make it, make your moves. Do what you got to do. Whatever, I'm such a firm believer that whatever is supposed to align with you and, and, and fall into place with you will literally do that. I've, I've been blessed, um, so fortunate to meet a lot of people and, and be in a lot of situations where I, if I was just five minutes too late, I would have probably never... I would have never had that same experience. I would never have that same growth, that same learning experience. And uh, that's the parts of it for me that I hold in. I try to put that in the music too. Like, I hope anybody can hear that. If you don't hear nothing else, I hope that you hear my lessons. I'm always continuously learning. 
I'm always trying to grow. I don't believe in being the same. Um, despite what it may look like or may it seem like, I want to be, I want, every, if I had the choice, every time y'all saw me, I would be in a, you, you ever see that meme? And um, it's like a new, it's like a, this woman, she's like switching her wig every scene. Oh, it's not a meme, excuse me. It's a TV show. Um, uh, it's on HBO. It's like this office, uh, it's like the office, but they're, I think they're lawyers or they're cops or something. But whatever it is, one of the characters, one of the cops, she's so funny. It's a comedy show. She has a new wig, a new hairstyle every time you see her. So we'll go one episode. She's got these braids in. Next episode, it's like a blonde, like Bob. And she, it's like, and she's like, oh, that's my real hair. Yeah. Yeah, I totally would do that. I would literally, I would love to do that. If I had the choice, if I could do things that I want to, every time y'all saw me, I would be it was like, is that, is that Robin? Yeah. Huh? I'm talking to you guys from behind a mask. It's like, yeah. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just take your time, do what you do. I feel like, and, um, in that same regard too, you never know, you never know who's watching. Um, some of the things that I thought when I thought I was like so stagnant, I'm not doing anything. I'm not getting any better. People, there were a few people at least that were just like, oh my God, what, that new, that new video, that new song, what you're doing now is so good. Thank you. That's all that matters. Child, what looks like, um, what may not look like growth to you is tremendous growth to others. So you never know. Just follow your heart. Love yourself. Do what you do. Nurture yourself. Oof. It's never ending job. Never ending job. For sure. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. This was so fun. No, it was a great pleasure, man. It was a great pleasure to meet you. You as well. Oh my, you are a light. Oh my gosh. I love, if you see me take some of your sayings and quote them and things like that, don't worry, girl. I'll make sure you send your check right here. Okay. I got you. If it's positivity you share in, honey, it's free. It's gratis. Okay. Pro love bono. It. Love it. Love it. Thank okay. you so much. Well, thank you, man. Do you have any last bit of advice for the listeners? Um, Nothing I haven't already said. Uh, I would just say keep going um like i said i guess to really harp on that last point um wherever somebody else is at is that could be their 444th step as opposed to your first so do not get discouraged just keep going what's for you is for you and yeah do not be afraid to try new things and seek out um originality in your music you don't have to do anything specific just be you let inspiration find you yeah well y'all heard it from the man yourself Okay? Nourish the relationship with yourself. You are the light. And you're an artist. You're not just a musician. You're not just a teacher. You're not just a parent. You're an artist. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you all so much for joining us this week. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.